Welcome to the Expert Disney Planning Tips Podcast, where we bring together Disney pros to share our tips for making your vacation extra magical. Undercover Tourist is the trusted name in discount theme park tickets, with over 20 years of experience under our frog belts. You can find us online at undercovertourist.com. On top of saving you some green, we've also created comprehensive planning tools to make planning your next vacation as stress-free as possible, including the number one ranked crowd calendar, our comprehensive blog, park plans, and so much more. Hello, and welcome to the Expert Disney Planning Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel, with Undercover Tourist, and today I am so excited to be joined by my friends, Carly and Taryn. Hey, guys. Hey. So excited to have you here today. So for longtime listeners, this is the Expert Disney Planning Tips Podcast, but to date, we have only focused on Disney World. So I am so excited to say that today is our very first Disneyland podcast, and I could not be happier to have Carly and Darren here. So this is the podcast where we talk about all of the cool things that are happening at Disneyland in 2024, plus our recommendations on the best time to visit. So if you're headed to Disneyland for the first time or even returning again, grab your beverage of choice and sit back. You're going to want to hear our best tips for when to experience the happiest place on earth in 2024. For those of you who may not be familiar, Carly is a mom, former teacher, body positivity advocate, passionate traveler, and a Disneyland pro who visits the park multiple times a month. You can find her at Lip Gloss and Crayons on Instagram, but Carly, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Oh my gosh. Well, I was going to lead with the goes to Disneyland multiple times a month. (laughs) Um, I guess the main thing is I love strolls down Main Street with a nice cold brew in my hand. So if you are looking for Disney coffee, that is my vibe. I'm passionate about Disneyland and I have some interesting opinions about times to visit, I think. So I'm excited to hear what all of us say together. Ooh, well, I cannot wait to hear more. And again, for anybody who's not familiar with Carly, Carly, every time you come across my feed, you just have the most amazing smile. Like it always makes my day to see you come across my feed. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And I'm sure most of our listeners are familiar with Taryn. Um, She is a dressmaker extraordinaire. And of course, she is undercover tourist social media maven. But you'll also find her having all kinds of family fun over on her own account at Benchlandia. Taryn, tell us more about you. Well, I have always been the self-proclaimed Diz nerd (laughs) of my friend groups. And when I was young, I was always the girl that was uh, her souvenir from her yearly Disneyland trip was the books about the history of Disneyland. And I have always loved um, Disney Parks history. And that has just bloomed into a real love of all things Disney. So you will find me at the park Usually once a week, I'm lucky that I live like 11 or 12 miles away. So when we moved to Southern California about five years ago, I drew a radius of a 30 <laughs> miles around Disneyland. And I said, this is where we can choose to live. And I have not regretted it. Oh, <laughs> that's so special. I'm so glad both of you are here. So for our listeners, my day-to-day job at Undercover Tourist is helping people have their best vacation ever. And I know you've heard me talk a lot about my time at Disney World, but I was actually born and raised in Arizona, which means that Disneyland was a few times a year destination for our family as long as I can remember. In fact, one of my favorite memories is in middle school, I hopped on an overnight Greyhound bus and went over to Disneyland for the opening of Disney California Adventure. So yeah, 
What? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? With like your class? Yeah. Or like your family? Class. Wow. How cool. It was a school trip. So I try to explain that to my kids every time they're attached to their phones. I'm like, hey, pre-phones. I took a <laughs> cross-state, an interstate vacation over to see the opening of DCA. So now the teacher in me is going to say... Kudos to those teachers. Absolutely. That is a field trip. Yes. Especially yes. for middle schoolers. Oh my gosh. Mm. Yeah. No, it was so much fun though. So suffice to say, I have had a long and happy relationship with Disneyland. So I'm happy to share everything I know today as well. Today, Taryn, Carly, and I are going to talk about everything to look forward to at Disneyland in 2024. And then we'll dig into what you should know for each season, including our top recommendations on when to attend. We want you to leave today's podcast ready to take on 2024 at Disneyland, whether that's a foodie find or knowing more about each season's highlights and watchouts as you plan your trip. Here's what we're going to talk about today. What's new from 2023 for anyone who may not have visited recently? What we're most excited about at Disneyland for 2024? And our recommendations on the best times to visit Disneyland in 2024 by season. And of course, if you're ready to plan your 2024 Disneyland trip, Undercover Tourists can help save you some green on tickets, your hotel stay, and more. Taryn and Carly, are you ready? I'm ready. Never been more ready. Yeah. All right. Well, let's start by setting the stage. So there's a ton of fun stuff that opened in 2023 that people who are visiting in 2024 will also get to experience. So share a little bit with us. What is the 2024 Disneyland vibe like for those who didn't get to visit last year? I can tell you one thing. The vibe is Toontown. Oh my gosh, exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Yes. This is why if, we're friends. <laughs> if you didn't get to visit in 2023, Toontown opened in March and we saw a little tidbit of it open in January with the new Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, but the entire land got an amazing facelift. It is the new happening place to be in Disneyland. Honestly, they did such a great job. I love it. I feel like Especially for people visiting with younger kids, this really added a nice element back to the parks. It is so much fun. It's spacious. There are places they can run around and climb and play. But I'm not going to lie. For the Disney adults, the soundtrack in Toontown. <laughs> the soundtrack is money. Please, even if you don't have young children, just walk through and take a listen because it will just make your Disney heart happy. It is the best. They also have really good cold brew just to stay on brand. Yes. Highly recommend. And to partner with that, while Carly goes to Daisy's Cafe to get a cold brew, I go to get the watermelon lemonade. It is like my favorite also drink delish. in the park that is there year round. So we'll just go there get our individual drinks and have a little cheers. The thing that I love about Toontown, not only, you know, everything is so bright and new and beautiful, but this the space is really mm -hmm. key. Having ground space to sit, um, they sell adorable little picnic blankets that are only like $14.99. And we keep it in our trunk and we bring it to Disneyland with us. I have a 10-year-old and a 5-year-old, and it doesn't matter their age difference. They both love Toontown for different reasons. Aww. My 5-year-old can be there playing. We, we've played in there for, I'm not joking, six hours, and she doesn't want to leave. So I feel like every time I go to Toontown, I notice something new or different to mm. do. There are so many layers upon layers of details, activities, 
There are constantly sort of new things that the cast members are testing out as interactive activities there. It is so much fun. Highly recommend. If we're going to do a little bit of a kind of what changed if you haven't been Mm -hmm. back to the new Toontown, uh, the main thing I think that's different is Goofy's homestead. So Goofy used to have a house. And if you're a 90s kid, you know (laughs) that you used to be able to jump in a big bounce house. And that changed. And for the last several years, it's been kind of a walkthrough little mm, kind of play area in the front yard and inside the house. So now they've taken that and they've really elevated it and added a lot more play elements, not only for um, your everyday kid, but also for children that may have disabilities or uh, neurodivergence and different things. They really tried to take into consideration things that would benefit them as well. It's accessible. They also took Donald's boat and they added that into Goofy's homestead now. So it is part of it. He has a front yard and a backyard. It's like one big area with lots of play. This is why we're friends, because I was about to say, walk around the back of Donald's boat. We didn't. We had probably been in Toontown five, six, seven times And I don't remember why. Oh, we were looking for something. I randomly walked around to the back. If your child is a DuckTales fan, they need to walk around. I'm not going to say what it is, but walk (laughs) around the back and check it out because it is very cute. It's Mm -hmm. also, depending on the time you go, a quiet, somewhat shady, cooler area. Pro tip. Yes. And they have that little kind of cave towards the back as well. That's Mm -hmm. like a a nice little sensory break as well for kiddos. Mm -hmm. These are great tips. It's so good The they take the volume. They don't play music over there. Mm -hmm. And I think while we love the Disney sounds and there's so many amazing songs being played, sometimes it can be overstimulating, especially it can get loud in certain areas. So child and adult alike, anyone can benefit from this because I get overstimulated sometimes. For sure. And I was going to round out y'all's drink recommendations because I really like Granny Goof sweet tea. Um, We (gasps) live in Texas now. So for us, that is like so amazing. And I can't wait for my teenager who is super into boba to have it because there's these little like mango boba pearls at the bottom. So good. There's so many good options there. Cafe Daisy, they they really took it home. It is such a great addition to Disney dining in general. And they have mobile order. Hey, which we love. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, let's talk about for a second. They added corn dog nuggets, which if you're a Disney worlder Mm -hmm. and you like to get the Casey's corner nuggets, they have those there. They have these pizza flop overs that are like so yum. But my favorite item there is actually the vegan wrap. Mm. It is. Yes, it is so good. Yeah, it's like kale and like arugula and it has pumpkin seeds and edamame in mm. there and like quinoa and it's seriously I get it every time it is so refreshing and so good see I will say for the gluten-free people because I'm a fairly new gluten-free person uh, the gluten-free flop over highly recommend it's delicious when I first tried it I thought please be good please be good <laughs> and it's it's good, good I will walk know. across the park for that flop over 
Good to know. Those are amazing tips. One sort of admin change that happened recently in 2023, because we are recording this in December 2023, is that the booking window at Disneyland was extended to 180 days in advance for your theme park reservations, which is huge for families who may be trying to trek across the country, right? You have to plan things like your flights. You want to know that you've got your dates locked in. So that gives you more time to plan 180 days now for your theme park reservations. Okay, so that's exciting because we are actually planning a couple of larger family Disneyland trips with people coming from out of town. So we needed that window so we can coordinate all the people coming from all the places to Southern California. So helpful. We have a couple other additions to the parks. One of them recently opened, which is the Adventureland Treehouse, Mm -hmm. which is inspired by Walt Disney's Swiss Family Robinson. And I think the thing that a lot of people don't realize, and we talked about it on our Theme Park Frog Instagram channel, is that it's not the Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse. And it's not the same as the one in Disney World or the one that used to be there. It's a completely brand new attraction that has its own family that lives in the treehouse that they take inspiration from Swiss Family Robinson. And so it has its own story to tell. It has amazing details. Every time you go look, you can find all kinds of new little Easter eggs hidden around. And it's a really, really fun walkthrough for my five-year-old and me. Nice. So I actually haven't seen it yet. We are going next week because I decided I wanted to wait and go with my child. So Mm. I'll have to let you all know. Yeah. Well, I will say there's a new animatronic in town (laughs) and her name is Jane and she's an ostrich. Taryn, I'm going to send you photos with Jane once we go in. You're, you're going to get a selfie. She's named to pay homage to the Tarzan treehouse, Jane from Tarzan. That's cute. But she is a silly, silly little ostrich and she pops her head up and down and it's like, it's just so fun. Okay. I'll be looking for Jane. Can we talk about Tiana's palace opening? Ooh. Yes, please. We love an immersive food situation, right? Mm-hmm. So anyone that is a fan of the movies, this is a must visit. Highly recommend mobile ordering in advance. It is very popular. So honestly, what I've been doing every time I go is I will go on to my app first thing in the morning and mobile order from there for later in the day so that I can go and get my coffee and my food items and really enjoy the ambiance and know that my food is ready. Yes. I love mobile ordering. We stand mobile ordering. I'll say though, one little tidbit about mobile ordering at Tiana's is that you, there's a separate little mobile order area off to the side. So if you want to experience the full ambiance and you want to know what the inside of her restaurant looks like, go ahead and wait in the standby line, which does move pretty fast because then you'll get to go inside really get a good feel for it. And Tiana herself Mm -hmm. walks around and greets guests. I get emotional thinking about this aspect that they added for this because sometimes when you're planning a trip, we know that if you're traveling with family and things, sometimes your budget doesn't include a character dining opportunity. This is an opportunity for your kids to be able to have that character dining opportunity at a quick service dining budget. My girls love it. It's a beautiful addition. It's just 
every detail of this. To me, this really shows Disney Imagineering yeah. just shining. They did a beautiful job. Every detail is just spot on. Even waiting in that standby line, there are so many things to look mm -hmm. at. It's a beautiful experience. It's I, I'm excited to see what they're doing in terms of other Tiana things in the park, because if this is the start, I can only imagine where it's going. I mean, it's they did a great job. Home run for me. Totally agree. And we'll get to that in just a second with everything that's coming in 2024. Because there's, again, there's so much that happened in 2023 that I'm so excited for people to experience on top of new stuff that's coming. I'll give you a little bit of um, Disney Parks nerd, Taryn. Um, I was able to talk to one of the Imagineers that was in charge of making sure that the ambiance and the food like was a seamless blend. And a couple things that he told me that I was thought was really cool was that they sent people over to New Orleans to make sure that everything was as authentic as possible. And they noticed that in the restaurants that are older, they all have these black and white checkered floors. And that people, locals, if they go into a restaurant and they don't see that black and white checkered floor, they automatically are like, hmm... I don't know about this place. I don't know if it's going to be good because it's not it's not old enough. So they made sure and put that black and white checkered floor in the that. bottom of the restaurant. The shrimp from the shrimp and grits mm -hmm. are shipped in from the Gulf to taste as authentic as possible. It is just like it's so cool. The details that they do. It's such a high end dining experience for a quick service price. It is. Yeah. Amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. You know what also is a high-end dining experience? San Francisco. Oh. Yes. The food. The food. The food is fooding. It's so good. <laughs> the food, the ambiance, the merch, like the the everything, the entrance. It is everything, my little like it's just it's just got the the music. It's like if you love Japan and Kauai and the culture, you're going to love this place. It is just so fun and upbeat and you're kind of just like dancing around while you're in there cuz it makes you feel so good. You know what I feel like? So my child is 9 almost 10, but I think by the time this comes out she will be 10. She is in a anime Japan Japanese Ooh. culture moment as Taryn knows. <laughs> I was so excited to see her reaction to this because I think that it is appealing to maybe a different demographic or age bracket. It's great for like the tweens who are maybe not so much into the princess stuff anymore. Yeah. Oh, totally. And the food is top notch. So they have three different eateries all in one little place, as well as a newly opened serviceria. Mm -hmm. So they used to have like a truck cart that had alcoholic offerings now they have a kind of built-in little place called the serviceria that serves alcohol and then they just debuted a new food offering which is the sausage roll that mm -hmm. is also in tokyo disney oh. and i will say if you have a beer connoisseur in your family that would be my husband <laughs> the craft beer offerings that they have there are phenomenal. Every time we go, he is so impressed and raving about how great this is. And all he wants to do is go to San Francisco and try a new beer. So oh, San Francisco is the place to be. It really is. My, that's where my husband also just wants to hang out. There you go. We can leave them there the next time and go somewhere else. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you know where I'll be 
enveloped in a warm marshmallowy hug from Baymax. Uh, I'll meet you there. Sounds good. I'm an Sounds adult good. and I like, okay, obviously I had seen pictures, but nothing prepared me for the magic that is seeing Baymax in person in San Francisco. He is adorable. He's everything. He's so, so personable. Yes. So cute. He's amazing. He's, he'll scan you because, you know, he's a, he's like a nurse. What What would you call him? He's like your, what does he say? I'm your dedicated healthcare, Personal healthcare yeah. companion. Personal yeah, health. there you go. Yes, companion. When we met him in August in the heat and I was sweating, he scanned me and he said I was dehydrated. Oh. <laughs> You're like, thank you, Baymax. It's probably accurate. I was like, yes. And he was like, you need to ingest more fluids. I was like, can I just have another hug? <laughs> you know what is one of my favorite, like, very affordable go-to snacks in DCA. It's the Baymax mm-hmm. sourdough that they mm-hmm. sell. It's so cute. Such a good price. If you have multiple people with you, this is the perfect, like everybody grab a piece and keep going. So it is right outside the bakery, that little stand right there. I literally did this yesterday. Oh, there you go. And if you want to, you know, plus up that experience, hop right into Aunt Cass's right there and yeah. grab yourself some butter. They have a bunch of, you know, oh, little like individual oh, yes. butters. And then I just carry that around with me and I'm just like, it's bread and butter time, baby. <laughs> okay. I have a question for you, Carly and Taryn. I have always like, I see these beautiful photos and I'm sure people listening will want to know this of San Francisco, but like the angle is kind of weird. What is your go-to for taking a photo with you in it of like the arches and everything or anywhere else in San Francisco that is your favorite photo spot? Okay. I think the number one thing of this, (laughs) we've just gone into like an entirely different area of Carly and Taryn's expertise. Yeah. I think that a lot of people look at those photos and they roll up at noon and think like, it's time for my family photo on the pier. No, Mm -hmm. like if you want those photos, you need to rope drop that photo spot. Yep. That's it. Like if that is your priority, go first. But the beautiful thing about San Francisco, not only for rope drop, but you do have a little decent amount of time because none of the restaurants open till 1030. Yeah. And so yep. people that are looking for food will not be and there. not photos will not be there. So mm-hmm. I would say rope drop until about 930, 10, you're going to get a very empty San Francisco. After that, you're going to get the exact opposite. And that 0.5 view on your camera, if you're wanting to get the bridge mm-hmm. is your friend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if I'm alone, I'll pull over a little chair prop mm-hmm. my phone up on 0.5, put it on a timer. And you're good. Mm-hmm. Magic. You're golden. Mm-hmm. Magical. Thank you both. Taryn, something else that I know you attended this year that I was so jealous is the first ever Pride Night. Tell us more about that. It was so magical. This Pride Night was beautiful. I cried multiple times uh, because it felt so loving and enveloping. Carly went the second night. I went the first night. I went night two. Taryn, you were night one, right? Yes. And so I'm sure we can attest to the same vibes. Mm -hmm. I have never felt so safe and like welcome in an, in a space. And it was so fun to watch these like Disneylanders come in 
and cheer on the cavalcades that were happening and just each other dancing and like hugging strangers. It was so fun. The characters had amazing outfits. There was rainbow uh, fireworks and projections. It was just a vibe. It was a dance party all night. Now, Taryn, you went with an adult group, correct? I went with my by myself. Okay, well, next year we're going to go together. <laughs> uh, something, I was actually talking about this with somebody at Disneyland yesterday. Something that we did that was maybe unique, interestingly, for Pride Night is we went as a family. Mm -hmm. So my daughter came with us, my friend and her wife brought their kids. And I think that was sort of a unique experience because we didn't see that many kids there. I don't know if it was because it was new or if it was later at so night. Late. Uh, but I have to say the kids had the most fabulous time and it was really fun to have them participating in this. And let me tell you, because there weren't as many children there, the characters just loved these kids. <laughs> they had a blast. So if you are interested in going as a family, highly recommend. I can attest to that it was a fabulous experience. They made it almost to the end, not quite, but we got a good chunk of time in. I would say, especially if you have teenagers like me yes. and Carly do, yes. if I were to pick one after hours event to bring my tween to, it would be this one. Absolutely. Just a rainbow dance party. Absolutely. Say no more. They loved it. That's amazing. Everybody had amazing things to say about it. Carly, tell us about some of the new places that we can cheers now. We can have cocktails in Disneyland now. It's funny. I feel like this was very, very big news this year that we have three new locations where you can get a cocktail in Disneyland. We have Carnation Cafe, Riverbell Terrace. Cafe Orleans. Thank you. That's clearly the one I haven't gone to yet. Beautiful. <laughs> and that has my favorite drink there. Really? I'm going to have to look it up, though, to tell okay. you what it is, unless Rachel knows what the offering no. is. Oh, it's like a hurricane. Oh, um, yeah. That is a thing, solid choice, my friend. Uh, That's a solid choice. It's very Cafe Orleans, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, to your point, Carly, prior to that, there was just one location at Disneyland where you could have alcohol, and that was Ogus. So it's big. That's it right. was big, big news for people. You mm -hmm. are now able to get big. beer, wine, and specialty cocktails at those locations. Well, and I think one thing that's important to clarify it is still different than California Adventure. Mm. These are sit-down restaurants, yes. right? So in California Adventure, you go up to that beer stand we talked about, grab a beer, and you can walk all around. These are sit-down locations. You're not going to be taking the cocktail with you. Correct. So we do kind of have different vibes still. But if you're there for like a lovely little brunch or whatever it is, it's nice to have a mimosa right now and yeah, again. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Let me tell you about this house <laughs> hurricane. <laughs> Pim's number one, orange juice, finest call sweet and sour, Monin strawberry puree, simple syrup, and a candied orange wheel. I'm just going to put belly. that on my to-do list for next time because I haven't so, tried that so one good. yet. I am, um, I'm the kind of person that I just want it to taste like straight sugar. Yeah. Uh, very, very sweet. Like me some tropical. So if, that, if you're like me, you will like this drink. <laughs> Get some water so Baymax doesn't say you're dehydrated after. <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> uh, Baymax scans you and goes, 
Ooh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> uh, that's funny. There was also some new entertainment that returned and or debuted this year. So we had the Magic Happens Parade that returned. We had World of Color 1 that debuted as part of the D100 celebration last year. Um, now, there is going to be a brief hiatus this year where World of Color 1 will go under refurbishment. Um, so that'll end for holiday time, but will return in March. Um, and the next one that we have is the Heartbeat of New Orleans projection show that debuted. Have you guys seen that one? I really, I, I think it's a great addition. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Taryn, what did you think? It is a nice short little show that mm -hmm. if you're looking for some entertainment, but you maybe don't have the, um, the time to sit and wait for a really long time, this is a good compromise. You're going to mm -hmm. get that cool uh, projections on the fanning water. And then if you can catch the actual in-between, sometimes they bring out barges with a band and a singer mm -hmm. and the vibes are just, they're, they're great. So the last one on our list is the DVC Villas at Disneyland Hotel. This is a big deal because they haven't added new rooms to be able to stay on site in over 20 years, I want to say. They are stunning and beautiful. And again, I get emotional about it. Maybe you will too when you go. If you stay in these rooms, they are stunning. I was able to stay in a duo, which is new for Disneyland. Mm. They have these options in Disney World, but it is just a queen bed. So it is made for two people. You could bring an infant. It, it does let you like, you know, add a play and pack type situation, but it is a Murphy bed. And so when you go in, it is just like a little living room. And then you pull down the bed when you're ready to go to bed. It's it's very nice. They have Jungle Book themed rooms. They have Sleeping Beauty themed rooms. They have Princess and the Frog themed rooms. It adds that nice Disney theming element that we haven't really had the opportunity to have on the West Coast. Now, not only did they add that, they added a new water, like a pool area. This is what I'm the most excited about. <laughs> yes. I was about to be like, tell us. About the water area. Yes. So they have a pool that is kind of more like a lap pool. And then they added this adorable steamboat willy boat, like a uh, splash pad area. And now if you stay anywhere on the Disneyland property, it doesn't have to be in the villas. You have access to both pools now. So the original pool with the cool monorail slides. And then now you have access to this more kind of almost quieter lap pool and the really cool Steamboat Willie splash pad. The thing that I think is so cool, and here's my Disney history nerd coming out, is that they put these special villas back behind the pool there's only like two of them and they're freestanding and it is an homage to the original disneyland hotel the disneyland oh. hotel started as kind of these little bungalows that's a better word for it and these kind of slow you know it wasn't it wasn't these big tall towers it was these low sitting bungalows so they added two new bungalows into the end of the pool there that if you wanted to be extra bougie you could book well i want to be extra bougie so Me too. Let's, let's do that <laughs> next time we'll do this in person in the bungalows okay guys yeah and then we'll go eat at the new eatery palm breeze bar 
They have a new eatery. So you have the Tangaroa Terrace and Trader Sam's Tiki Bar, which are on one side of the Disneyland pools. And then there is a new bar called the Palm Breeze Bar over at the Villas side. And the eats are supposed to be very good. So Carly, me and you. See you tomorrow. Our (laughs) listeners here. See you all at the Palm Breeze Bar. Fun. For a hurricane. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's some of the high level exciting things that happened in 2023 that you might still be able to see in 2024. So let's pop from there into the things that we're excited for in 2024, which I cannot believe is almost here. There's a lot of fun things coming. So much. I feel like the announcements just keep coming. Like there is a lot. Absolutely. Starting off with an insane offer that I'm super excited about because my family members that live far away, I'm like, if you want to come to Disneyland. Now's the time. Yep. The time is $50 child tickets, mm-hmm. January through March. That is bananas. It is. Yeah. Especially if you have a big family. Yeah. And think about it. If you have two, three more oh, yeah. kids. Oh, yeah. That's saving so much money and it's making your trip that much more magical because then you're able to spend, you know, and maybe splurge on a couple other really fun Mm -hmm. add-ons. Yep. I feel like this is a great time to plan like a multi-generational or extended Mm -hmm. family trip. You know, something that maybe people cannot do over spring break, et cetera, because they have other stuff going on. This is a great time to do a let's meet at Disneyland for a long weekend type of situation. Absolutely. We've also got the SoCal ticket offer going on through June in 2024, which is incredible. With that ticket offer, tell me if I'm wrong, it doesn't have a like a 14-day window, right? It's like you can use those days throughout the extent no, of the... No, you're right, Taryn. You can use those tickets with an extended usage window. So it's usually through that entire time frame rather than the initial 14 days to your point, which is great. I mean, it, that's why SoCal residents love it so much. Not only is it at a discount, but also you kind of your usage restrictions are removed, so... Yeah, that's a really that's a really special thing that you're not going to get with any other kind of ticket. Mm-hmm. I have a brother who is in college down in San Diego, and so now I'm like, look, now you have the opportunity. We can get that ticket for him and make him ride the little train up here Aww. and have a couple really special Disney days. So that's yep. exciting. And here's your Undercover Tourist ticket plug, too, that you can get both of those offers at a discount through Undercover Tourist to save you some extra money. Which is insane. Literally doesn't get better. (laughs) I feel like I just had this conversation at school pickup the other day off the internet where I was like, let me tell you. (laughs) Now is the time. Here's what you need to do. (laughs) You you want a $50 child ticket? Just kidding. It's even cheaper than that. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Amazing. And speaking of hotel news, we have a refurbished hotel to get excited for. Tell us more about that. Y'all, I'm so excited about this. Uh, So in my next Disney confession, (laughs) I never stayed at the Paradise Pier Hotel. It's the only on property that I've never stayed at. I did do character dining there when they had something, et cetera. But I have been not so patiently waiting because I cannot wait for this. I feel like every time something drops on like Disney social media and they show a preview of some part of this refurbishment, I am more and more excited. I am a Pixar 
girly. So this is going to be good. Same. Those fire pits, the chokehold. So oh my gosh. For anybody, so yeah, anybody who's not seen them, they're shaped like different Pixar characters, these fire pits. And on those cold SoCal evenings, the brisk ones, I can only imagine how fun it is to go hang out around those. But not only are they shaped like Pixar characters, they're shaped like Pixar characters that have fire. Yes. Heads. So there's Anger, <laughs> who has that fire come out of his head. There's Ember, little Jack right? Jack when he has his little <laughs> fire head. And I feel like there's one it's, more. I think it's Ember. Oh, and it's Emma. Elemental. Yes. It's I haven't so, even seen it. So fun. But Disney social media told me. So yes. I know. So they have a finding Nemo slide and splash pad the rooms have that amazing disney theming on the headboards they have like the pixar ball on the end of the pillows well and i feel like so great maple has opened now Mm -hmm. which is going to be the dining option there what a great choice for a new dining option i feel like we needed one more good like brunch mm-hmm. location. Ooh, it is a brunchy, brunchy place. It is a brunchy vibe and I'm excited about it. In fact, I have a reservation to go and eat there Ooh. after the Disneyland race weekend because I felt like, <sighs> oh, that rude. is the, the ultimate, you can come, come up. <laughs> That is the ultimate brunchy time. So oh, yeah. very oh my excited gosh. What a celebration. Can we talk about how the races are coming back to Disneyland? Oh, let's go. This I is mean, a whole podcast and it's here we yeah. go. Here That's we- pretty exciting. And not only so, so races are coming back in 2024. The first race is going to be in January, which the signups for that obviously have already all wrapped. Taryn, are you ready to run? Mm-hmm. Yes, you're going to do so. I'm, I'm scared. still, I'm, I'm so scared. No, we're going to, I'm going to be with you. It's going to be great. Listen, it's like a run and a character stop. Okay. You're going to be fine. So I was not a running person nor a run Disney person like a year and a half ago. Something has happened to me. I've had an evolution as a human being. I am now a huge run Disney person. I am a running girl now. Uh, And when I started, it was only back at Disney World. So I thought, well, I'm just going to do this a couple times a year and I'll just have to go on a journey. Uh, But Disneyland really came through. Thank you, run Disney. And we have the first races back in... Does anyone know how many years? Six or seven? More than five, yeah. And definitely long before my run Disney journey began. So the first ones are going to be the Disneyland race weekend in January. But we just got a new announcement that we have one in September that is Halloween themed. Halloween! Yeah, I'm very excited. Yes, that's going to be spooky fun because if you Mm -hmm. have ever seen anything come out of a run Disney race, uh, all of the, uh, well, a lot of the runners dress up and wear themed things. And so that Halloween one has potential. potential. (laughs) Love it. Yes, super exciting. A couple of other things that are coming in 2024 to Disneyland. We have the Downtown Disney expansion, which has been ongoing. So there's a new stage and entertainment area that's now open. But there's also going to be some new dining spots coming, including Porto's and Din Tai Fung. We've also got some new Star Tours adventures with Ahsoka Tano. Are you guys Star Wars fans, big Ahsoka fans? Big Ahsoka fans. We are very excited over here in the bench house. I was going to say, this is Taryn's area of expertise. I'm sure she is excited. Yes, we are so excited. I have all kinds of different Star Wars lovers in my house too, which is cool because there's so many different, you know, generations Mm -hmm. and 
and evolutions. And, and so, uh, Ahsoka is definitely, we have a lot of Ahsoka fans here and I going back to the downtown Disney expansion, I think that that's going to be so fun and special. The, the, have you seen Carly? Have you seen the new stage? Did you see it yesterday? I just saw it's lovely. You know what? This is, it really expands what you can do with that Disney magic without actually being in the parks. And I think downtown Disney needed this. So I think they're doing a beautiful job. I'm excited about it. Every time we see like something new kind of roll out, it feels like it's adding just more and more and more, especially for those non-park days, like the day you arrive, the day that you're leaving. I think it's so nice that we have these options, much like they have at Disney World. We just have more and more of that now. And I think it's going to be utilized well. I know. Like picture this, you have a park day. You're so tired. The next morning you get to sleep in. You book a brunch at Great Maple. You do some swimming in the brand new pool areas. Mm -hmm. Then in the evening, you make a reservation for downtown Disney and you go sit at the, they have these beautiful like green rolling hills that the kids can play on. And they have these awesome like circular chairs and you can just sit and listen to the live entertainment. Like there's this whole day now. Listen, you can highly underestimate the importance of a rest day during a Disney trip. You know, it's supposed to be fun. (laughs) It's okay to take a day off. You know, I think for me, when I go to Disney World, because here at Disneyland, I'm obviously going as a local, so it's kind of a different mm-hmm. feeling. When I go to Disney World, I have realized I need a day like that in the middle. So I always try to find something fun at one of the resorts or at Disney Springs out there so I can just decompress a little for a day and then I'm ready to like Disney hard again the next day. And I think yeah. Disneyland has really rounded out those options in 2024 mm-hmm. to give mm-hmm. you several more uh, avenues to explore that rest day, which Agree. is cool. Agree. So much to do. A couple of other things that are coming in 2024 in the parks. We've got the Haunted Mansion grounds expanding. There's going to be gardens inspired by Master Gracie, Madame Leota, and the One-Eyed Cat. There's going to be a new elevator exit for guests with disabilities and some new seating and a new shop as well. So that'll be exciting. And then the big one. The big one. The big one. The biggest one, going back to our New Orleans vibes, Tiana's Spy Adventure. Yep, that'll be opening in late 2024. That's going to be a date so bad. (laughs) And, you know, I've heard that there's going to have some beignet scents in the queue. I just, you know, I love the New Orleans area anyways. It's the vibes are vibing, but now it's going to extend further out. And I think I'm so excited. Me too. So for anyone that hasn't heard me rant about this, I am terrified of all rides that are heights and drops, et cetera. Uh, And just this morning, out of nowhere, my child was like, but you're going to go on it when it opens, right? And so I was telling her, I am going to set my fears aside because I need yeah, to go to the are. Bayou with Tiana. Like, I, I might be really scared in line. If anyone listening is in line with me, hold my hand. <laughs> but I'm going to do it. I just need to do it one time. My five-year-old daughter so. has been saying that her favorite ride is Tiana's before Splash Mountain even shut down. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> She's like, of it's course she favorite. Has. I'm like, girl... It hasn't even. You're like mine too. But she just keeps. She's she's so excited, and I think having another princess ride, yeah, it hasn't happened in so long since since uh, Little Mermaid uh, opened over in DCA. 
yeah. hasn't been that long. Yeah. So mm. that's going to be so cool. Interesting. I cannot wait. Well, now that you know what's coming to Disneyland in 2024, let's talk through when you should visit. First of all, a caveat, any time that you can visit Disneyland is going to be magical, but <laughs> there's no bad time, really. There are three big factors we take into consideration when planning the best times to visit around the pond at Disneyland. And those are special events and ride openings. So things like Tiana's Bayou Adventure or the Food and Wine Festival, holidays and school schedules. And the sneaky one over in California is actually fall break because a lot of Arizona schools and Utah schools have extended fall breaks. And the there's third a one... secret, secret. I'm so sorry. No, go ahead. Keep going. Secret, secret. No, I was just going to say there's a secret, secret break that nobody talks about. And you could get, you could plan your trip and be like, why is the crowd level mm -hmm. Christmas crowd level? Because it's Utah and, it's and Arizona. Fall break. Yep. It's yes. somehow the it sneaks agent. up on me every year. And I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Utah and Arizona. They're yeah. all here. Yep. Yeah. So you definitely one to be aware of when you're planning your trip. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And the third one to keep under consideration, which we've kind of already touched on, is we'll call them special guests. So over on the West Coast, there are some unique groups that impact crowd levels at Disneyland. And those are annual pass holders, conventioneers, runners. Mm -hmm and special ticket holders. So Disneyland has a much smaller footprint, which just means that larger groups are felt more easily on the West Coast than on the East Coast. So locals like Taryn and Carly can pop over for dinner, or they may want to pop over to see a new show, or pop over for the first day of food and wine without thinking anything of it. It's a beauty and a curse. It is. It's wonderful. <laughs> I am so jealous. I can't even put it into words that you guys just get to go whenever you want. Um, the next one is runners, which we've kind of already talked about. So those run Disney events are returning for 2024. And when we talk about conventioneers, there's really one that will impact crowd levels more than any of the others. And that is D23. It's back. Are you going to go this year, Carly? Of course. They actually moved the time frame a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it was later in the summer last time. So it's earlier, but then we have that race a couple of weeks later. So yes. I'm I'm just, can I stay with you, Taryn, for like a month? I'm just going to come up to Anaheim. <laughs> Always. Sometime. Me and Carly have slumber party. There we go. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> also in that special guest group are special ticket holders. So those SoCal tickets we talked about, the child ticket deals. And all that I mean by that is that there are use by dates on those, like Taryn said. So there's like a, a date that you have to go to use up those days. So you might see an uptick in crowds as that date gets closer. There's also these kind of one day events that happen mm -hmm. at Disneyland. Um, for example, they usually do like an Anaheim Ducks Day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they have gay days. Mm -hmm. um, they even have like, you know, smaller but still crowd worthy days like uh, Bat. I think it's called Bat Day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, or they'll do like Tiki. Like there's just different kind of groups that are... Yeah. Um, enthusiasts and Disney doesn't like have their official stamp of this is a Disney event, but it is a, like it is endorsed by Disney. Disney approves that they have these kind of day events there. So that's always something to kind of keep in mind mm -hmm. as well. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So those theme day attendees, dapper days, gay days, yeah, dapper days you're spot yeah. on there, Taryn. So as we jump into these timeframes, we will talk about all of these factors as well as weather by season. So that way you're able to get a holistic view of each of these timeframes. So let's jump in starting with spring. So spring breaks, so we've got February, March, and April. As far as special events go, what can people expect during this time frame, Taryn and Carly? Well, I mean... Can we back up a little bit? And I think that me and Carly should just say what we think the best month of to visit is. The whole year? Yeah. You want me to I pick think the whole year? Mm-hmm. I think that there's a one month that is the lowest crowds. I guarantee we're going to say the same thing. Okay. Ready? ready? Three, one, two, oh, two, one, one. January. February. <gasps> what? <laughs> <laughs> Slightly, you guys are slightly off. Ooh, January, February. Okay, why don't we just combine the two? January, February. Okay, you know what I would say? It's like late January into Into early February, February, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I think that that is, especially if you're talking the first quarter of the year, January, February, Mm -hmm. March, you have that like two weeks into January after. So you do have some trickle of crowds from Christmas, people that stay through like through the new year and such. Um, but then mid January to like mid February. Oh, it's Ooh. magical. It is. it is. So when I was teaching my school district, for whatever reason, used to be like the last to go back in January. We used to get a couple of extra days. Like we started the break later that was my favorite time to go because it is a glorious experience. If you're glorious. looking for very low wait times and mm-hmm. very low impact on, you know, restaurants and character lines, that is the money spot for Disneyland, I would say. I will also say, now I don't know if we're going to get into this mm-hmm. more. Lunar New Year is one of oh, my favorite times my favorite of year at Disneyland. Of it, and I feel like it is like not talked about a lot. It is a lovely time to it go. Beautiful. It's such a unique experience. Disney World does not mm-hmm. have anything like it. It's so much fun. They have amazing food offerings, mm-hmm. really cool performances. Like It mm-hmm. is so much fun. So if you're looking for a unique time to go, yeah, you'll see characters you never see otherwise. The they keep those food booths that they put in mm-hmm. um, around the holidays time. They keep them up and they have Lunar New Year food booths and um, they have just all kinds. That's my favorite time to eat at Disney World is during that Lunar New Year festival. One of my favorite, <laughs> this is so niche. One of my favorite free Disneyland souvenirs are is the calligraphy that you can get during yes. Lunar New Year. Yes. Only it is zero dollars. Uh, they will write, you can pick from different phrases. And I think you can request name, yeah. if I remember correctly. You can ask them to write whatever. It is my daughter's favorite thing. Every year she carries it around like flat like this for the rest of the day. So now listeners slash viewers if you go and do this make sure that you tag us all on social media because there is your cool free souvenir yes they have these authentic you know people that have been doing it for years and years and years and it's beautiful phenomenal really cool really special and i think Mm -hmm. that once you exit mid-february you do start to see a little uptick in Mm -hmm. in crowds for spring breaks happening Mm -hmm. and then i would say i would say though that 
it's mid-March to mid-April that is oh, yeah. the big spring break crowd yes, uh, it is. in flux. I think you can still get into like the first week of March and not see as much. For mm-hmm. sure. So backing up to Taryn, you're spot on there, but holidays and school schedules on the calendar. We have President's Day weekend on February 19th, spring break to your point, March and into early April, and then Easter on March 31st with Good Friday beforehand. And our pick over at Undercover Taurus lines up exactly with you, Taryn, in that February, March, April timeframe. Early March, you can experience food and wine. There's a lower crowd. Spring entertainment has returned, but it's also before spring breakers have hopped into the park what about the weather during this time frame carly and taryn what do people expect it's beautiful i will say be i feel like i should disclaimer it doesn't rain a lot in southern california but if it's going to rain at disneyland it's probably going to be in january that tends to be when the rain happens um just Watch your weather app. I actually love a rainy day at Disneyland because I think it's a unique experience. But I think if you're coming from out of town, you just want to plan appropriately for it. Maybe do a little research about indoor activities. Um, Disneyland is pretty good about the rain. They'll do as much as they can. And there are a lot of indoor things that you can do. So I would just recommend, especially as a parent, if you have young kids with you, If you're planning to visit during that time, just save a little list in your phone so that if you're unexpectedly there on a rainy day, instead of feeling disappointed, you can have a unique experience and do some cool indoor stuff. What a great perspective. Of course, at Undercover Tourist, we have awesome blogs on how to handle rainy days at both Disney World and Disneyland, and they have Mm -hmm. some great tidbits, but I'll tell you my favorite Ooh, place. let's say our faves. Good idea. Okay. What's yours? So with kiddos, my favorite place to be in the rain at Disney is Hollywoodland in California Adventure. Mm, why they are have... we like this? That was mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we can, both, we can both hop on this trend. There are several indoor areas specifically mm-hmm. in that one area of the park. So there's mm-hmm. the Disney Junior Dance Party, there's Mickey's Philhar Magic Show, mm-hmm. and then there's the Animation Academy building that has the opportunity to draw characters and watch Turtle Talk with Crush and meet Anna and Elsa. Mm-hmm. There's also the Sorcerer's Workshop. Workshop where you're able to draw and kind of like see how a cartoon is made. And then there's the Monsters Inc ride which got to do that moving buddy pass. Mm -hmm. If you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think that right now there's not a show in the Hyperion Theater, but depending on when you're visiting, that could be an option as well to get out of the rain. I will also say another thing in that area, because yes, I (laughs) co-sign all of that, is to go onto Buena Vista Street and go and get a coffee. You can walk all the way through the stores to get treats, walk around a little bit. That gives you another nice indoor area. So all of that is in close proximity. Uh, So if it's raining for a couple hours, you can literally fill your time with these super fun activities. And then you come outside and the rain has lifted and you go back out again. The fun thing too about, um, you know, maybe not these major celebrations like a, a festival, official festival or anything, but but these celebrations that are kind of like celebrate soulfully and maybe, you know, the Easter stuff is they have opportunities to uh, dive into this 
outside of the park as well in downtown Disney. They have awesome performers for the Celebrate Soulfully, um, even for like Latin American Heritage Month. They really take on and, and provide some great crafts and mm-hmm. artists and chalk art on the ground and live performances. So that's really fun. Mm-hmm. So special events in spring, we're considering that February, March, and April 2024. And we just learned some dates for some of these events, including some brand new events this year. So during this time frame, we've got Lunar New Year continuing. That'll be happening from January 23rd through February 18th. We've got Sweethearts Night and Valentine's celebrations. We've got Celebrate Gospel on February 17th and 24th. Anaheim Ducks Day that Taryn mentioned, February 22nd and 23rd. Food and Wine Festival over at DCA will run March 1st through April 22nd. Star Wars Season of the Force, and this is brand new because typically we have Star Wars. It's just gotten longer, right? It used to be a day. Then it was a month last year at Disneyland, and now we have a whole season from April 5th through June 2nd. We also Listen, one day was not enough. I know. I it. feel so happy for the Star Wars people. This is yes. like this Huge. is everything the Star Huge. Wars people want. <laughs> it's amazing. We also have the return, newly announced, of Pixar Fest from April 26th through August 4th. And that will include an all-new Better Together, our Pixar Pals Celebration Parade with Ember and Wade from Elemental and Red Panda May from Turning Red. We'll also have Extravaganza, which is an Easter egg hunt around the resort, and Dapper Day, which is an unofficial event where people kind of dress up from the Disneyland days of the past, and that'll happen on April 7th. And not only is there the Better Together brand new Pixar parade, but there's also returning the Together Forever Pixar Nighttime Spectacular, and that's going to have new scenes added in. Yep. And that one will be at so Disneyland Park. Yeah. So it'll be one in each park then. That's so exciting. So I love cool. that. Listen, I just want to see Four Town below <laughs> down that parade route. Okay. Our tweens are going to freak Meet you out. there, everybody. I mean, I love this. This Me is, too. I don't think that they've had Pixar Fest since the year Pixar that Pixar Pier opened. opened. Mm-hmm. And I love that we're bringing this back with all this fun new entertainment. It's great. So exciting. Anything else you guys want to build on those new special events before we pop over to the next season? The thing I love about food and wine, when food and wine comes back, that means soaring over California comes back. Mm. And if you're a Californian, like me and Carly, and you've been around for a while and you knew what it was like to have Soren over California as the OG ride. It's the best. It's the best. That orange smell. I'm ready for the orange smell. So every time of year that comes around, gets me excited. I will also say food and wine has so many fun, unique offerings for adults. So if you are coming during this time frame, be sure you check because they have things like tastings that you can book and interesting presentations from chefs. Um, they often have shorter term stints with like local breweries that will come and give presentations. It is a really, really cool time to come visit and something that you don't really get to do the rest of the year at the parks. So highly recommend if you're coming during that time frame to just really check the programming mm-hmm. on Disneyland's website. Is that when we should have our girls day? Uh, well, I could just do one every month, but okay. yes, let's <laughs> but yeah, let's one. plan a girls day. It feels that. far away. So it does no. feel far away. <laughs> so no. <laughs> 
let's go into May because we're going to talk about Fantasmic. Well, yeah, let's talk about. I thought you meant May M E I. Oh, May May. I was like, I already talked about May May. Town and May. Yes, let's move into summer. So at Undercover Tourists, we consider that May, June, and July. So special events and ride openings happening during that time frame. We have grad nights going on that you'll want to watch out for. That celebration starts in DCA, and the park itself closes an hour early. But participants can also opt into other tickets where they're hopping back and forth and those happen select days in may and june there's also star wars night and in park celebrations which we already kind of touched on for the season of the force which is so exciting and that usually also includes hyperspace mountain june is also pride month which is where we got to hop to pride night july also holds disneyland's birthday and the big one that taryn just mentioned may 24th we have phantasmic returning Yay. Yay! And I'm so excited that we just got this news that the Peter Pan scene on the Columbia pirate ship is returning. It has been a Pirates of the Caribbean type scene for many years now. It originated as a Peter Pan scene and now it's going back to its roots, which is so fun. They also announced that they are going to have a new scene between Mickey and Maleficent and their final battle. And it's going to be different than um, that normal dragon ending. Mm. You know what is my favorite way to watch Fantasmic? And I'm hoping this comes back again. Did you all do the dining package at Hungry that Bear? That is the best mm -hmm. way. At Hungry Bear. Literally the best way. Mm -hmm. Hot tip, everyone. Uh, so historically, they had a dining package where you went and picked up your meal at Hungry Bear. Did it include reserved seating? It did, right? Mm -hmm. I'm trying to remember That's now. That's the whole point. Yeah. So it includes the reserved seating. You get this great little to-go box that you can eat at, a hung at Hungry Bear, or you can bring it over to your seating area. It was a lot of food for the price. A and lot of food. And you know what they also offered for only like, it wasn't more than like $10, I want to say, or 15 These little foam seat pads that were Disney had Disney prints on them and you could buy one and sit on it. You know, like those little gardening pads yeah. they kind of have, or like the seat. Talk pads about a great games. souvenir. <laughs> no, but really, if you're going to go sit at the reserved area, cause you want to sit up front and you're going to wait for, you know, an hour, 45 minutes, it was not a lot. Like the price was very reasonable. And I totally added that on to my hungry bear meal. <laughs> Why wouldn't you for $10? Yeah. And especially now with it coming back, the crowds will be higher. So you'll find me sitting on my little phone thing, eating my hungry bear, waiting for the Peter Pan segment. Love of the it. I'm excited. See you there on day one. <laughs> mm -hmm. So fun. Holidays and school schedules during May, June, and July, we've got summer break happening during this time frame, and it's about half and half. Some kids are out before Memorial Day, some are out just afterwards, and we've also got 4th of July. Taryn and Carly, talk to me about the weather during May, June, and July. Let's talk about individual fans, <laughs> little chargeable fans. Is, <laughs> anyone listening to this who tends to go to Florida is going to laugh at us. Yeah. I just, oh, I'm yeah. just going to let me disclaimer it with 
Heat is a relative feeling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, the great thing about going to Disneyland, the West Coast versus the East Coast, is that one coast has a wet heat and one coast has a dry heat. My child calls the Florida air puffy. That's what it feels <laughs> oh, like. It's puffy. Like puffy. I like that. It is, it's a nice way to put it. Puffy. So you're, you know, while the summer is going to be summer. It's going to be hot. Uh, you do have that advantage of more of a dry heat over on the West Coast, which is very nice. It will be hot, but I love bringing myself a little rechargeable fan. Uh, there's a lot on Amazon, a lot of options that are great. And there's clip-on fans for strollers that I highly recommend, um, as well as like cooling towels. And they even sell those in the park. I will also say... I love a Disneyland summer night. I think because we don't have humidity, when the sun goes down, it really does cool off. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that lasting, like, humid night air. It feels lovely in the evening. So I think the key, in my opinion, to summer Disneyland visits are a midday break. Whether you're staying on or off property, Highly recommend this is the time to pick somewhere that has a pool or a splash yeah. pad. Go take a break inside, do a little swimming, go back in when it gets dark. And it's summer, so let your kids stay up late. This is the time to close down the park because it feels lovely in the evening. Get a, get a nap in the middle of the day mm -hmm. and stay up late. And mm -hmm. if you don't have the option of going back to your resort in the middle of the day, we have amazing blogs that cover best places to beat the heat mm -hmm. in Disneyland. And may I suggest a nice long jaunt uh, in the Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln building and watching the show. That's funny because I was going to say Redwood Creek Challenge mm -hmm. Trail is always cooler because of all the yeah. trees in the summer. So that's another option where I like to go and hide from the sun. Absolutely. Great tips. So over at Undercover Tourist, our pick for the best time to visit during this time frame is the first half of June for exactly the reason that Carly was talking about, cooler evenings. Although the end of July and some of August has lower crowds as well, but it's a little bit warmer than you'll find in June. No matter when you pick in this time frame, there's going to be lots of entertainment that has returned, long park hours, so you can really make the most of your day to Taryn and Carly's point. So that way you can take a break in the middle and really go from, you know, beginning of the day to the end. Taryn and Carly, how do you feel about that recommendation? What other highlights or watchouts do you have for this time frame? I think that our recommendations cover families with small kids, big kids, as well as adults. Now, if you're adults traveling in an adult trip in the summertime, I cannot recommend enough getting up early, early, mm -hmm. hitting the first like three or four hours of the day, and then going late, late, mm -hmm. and just plowing through because while crowds can be higher and weather can be hotter in the middle of the day, you're going to really maximize your time by hitting the early morning and the late night. I will say one other day sort of during this time frame that I feel like I don't hear talked about a lot is Mother's Day at Disneyland. If that is a holiday that you are mm -hmm. celebrating is mm -hmm. see, look at your faces is such a fun, unique time. They give out carnations. It's just a really sweet day. Aww. At the parks, especially if you're local and you want to have like the grandparents come and visit for the weekend. I think it's a great time to do that. Yes, uh, we've, we've done that every year 
for the last several years and in Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. It's not always a guarantee, but they do Mother's Day cards for free. Aww. The kiddos can decorate, which I think is really fun. So it's special. yet again, if you're looking to plan those extended family visits, like a long weekend, I think that's a great time to do it because the crowds are low. The weather tends to be lovely and it's just fun. Such a great suggestion. Coming up next is fall. So August, September, and October. So special events and ride openings happening in that time frame include the D23 Expo, which will be happening August 9th through 11 this year. Oogie Boogie Bash, a separately ticketed event, happens select nights in September and October. And then there's Halloween time at Disneyland as well, which was just announced to be happening a little earlier this year. So August 23rd through October 31st. And that is general admission um, that you can enjoy all of the offerings at both parks and the hotels and downtown Disney have to offer. Plaza de la Familia over at DCA will be happening through November 2nd this year. There's also, as Taryn and Carly mentioned, the Disneyland Halloween Half Marathon Weekend happening for the first time, September 5th through 8th. Gay Days, the unofficial event, will be happening September 13th through 15th. And then the Haunted Mansion may be decking its halls and under refurbishment during this time frame as it transitions into Haunted Mansion Holiday. Let me just say, I am a Halloween girl through and through. It is my favorite holiday of the whole year. The best. And Halloween at Disneyland is particularly special. Now mm. I'm not going to play favorites. <laughs> but I there is great. one place on this earth that does Halloween the best and that is the Disneyland Resort. 100%. It's not even a question. It's just a fact. It's a fact. And the great part about Halloween at Disneyland is that you can do so much mm. with your regular park ticket so much yes every year i find new things so much it's just so fun and the vibes are immaculate i love how they differ from park to park in disneyland you have the classic the carved pumpkins and a lot more of the orangey fall feel and then over in dca you have these purples and greens and all the trees light up purple and there's bats hanging from all of the lamp posts and it's just so cool how they're able to give them these distinct vibes Okay, so do you want to hear a Disney Halloween fun fact? Yes. So a couple of years ago, I had the opportunity to actually go on a tour of DCA with the lighting designer for Disney Halloween time for Disney Mm -hmm. California Adventure. So this woman was in charge of all of the special lighting. uh, And this was the first night it was all installed. And I asked her how long it had taken. And she said that her team had worked overnight for 30 days in a row, every night installing little things. So ever since then, whenever I go to Disney leading up to Halloween, I look around because I realize there's little things like hidden in plain sight every night. Isn't that fascinating? Yes. That's so and cool. I remember asking her, so what are you going to do tomorrow? And she said, sleep. <laughs> so we've done it. But It is so wild to me. You know, if you watch those like decorating Disney Mm -hmm. specials Mm -hmm. to think about the amount of detail and thought Mm -hmm. and work that goes into these transformations, it is just magical. It is so magical. That is one reason why Disney is so special. And they really go above and beyond like 
working overnight to be able to provide that magic. Yes. That's amazing. Phenomenal. Just the attention to detail around Halloween time specifically from looking at posters in different areas that totally switch. It is every detail, every detail. Yeah. You could go every year for your entire life and there will be new things you notice. Absolutely. What about the weather during this time frame, Taryn and Carly? What should people know? You know, it's interesting because you would think, depending on where you're located, that the Halloween time would provide some nice fall breezy weather, but you're really sticking with that summer heat well into um, early October. Yeah, it is. A very mixed bag when you go to Southern California in that September into October Mm -hmm. time. I feel like you can have cool spells and then it will be straight summer heat again. Mm -hmm. So use your weather app. (laughs) Plan accordingly. Good to know. Holidays and school schedules during this time frame. We've got Labor Day, Indigenous Peoples Day, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur. And then like we mentioned at the top of this podcast, fall is kind of the new summer with those October breaks. So you'll want to make sure that you check out the crowd calendar um, on undercovertourist.com to make sure that nothing is uh, a little bit more elevated than you might expect. Cause like Taryn said, it'll sneak up on you for sure. If you're going to use undercover tourists crowd calendar at any time, this is I would it. say fall in that sneaky, sneaky mm-hmm. time will give mm-hmm. you such good insight into what days are going to be especially crowded. Yeah. Agreed. So let me share undercover tourist pick on the best time to visit during this time frame with you, Taryn and Carly, and then you tell me what you think and give me your feedback. Because like you said, it's a little tricky. There's a lot going on during this time frame. So our recommendation is kind of mid-ish August if you're not looking for Halloween time or early September if you're looking for decorations on the weekdays before those school breaks kick in. The couple of watchouts there are Labor Day and Race Weekend, and Halloween Scream fireworks are only on weekends. Are the other? But let's talk about now this new announcement with the earlier Halloween. Yeah, because maybe if you want to get your Halloween fix in, and you want the low, low crowds, you could come right at the end of August. Yep. I'm going to say my ideal time for this is the beginning of October, because I think between D23 and that race weekend, Mm -hmm. we may see people who extend those trips on either direction. Mm. Uh, And listen, I want fall weather if I can get it while I'm walking around with my pumpkin drinks and and my Halloween vibe. So I feel like when you go into the beginning of October... For the most part, you've gotten away from those fall breaks a little bit. It tends to be just a little cooler. And I like the fact that I'm more in the fall mode yeah. too at that point. So that may be a personal thought, but no. I'd say early October. I think that's great feedback. And this just goes back to kind of like you guys mentioned strategies for summer using not necessarily similar strategies from a weather perspective, but thinking about things like genie plus or using a park plan or just making sure that you have a plan for your day because again anytime you visit is going to be magical if you go in at the right expectations you're just going to be better prepared for your day so but i think that is the key to a disneyland visit whenever you go yes Um, going in without a plan (laughs) is just a recipe (laughs) for disaster so i think whoever you're going with having a quick conversation about hey 
what are our priorities? Let's pick a couple things and figure out how we can hit these, whatever those are. You know, it's easier to navigate that way. You know, when you're in the middle of Disneyland, it's hard to communicate and kind of gauge what everybody wants to do. So having that little framework will make your visit much more enjoyable. Totally agree, Carly. My ideal time to visit during Halloween time is every day. (laughs) So to me, yeah, you will have, you definitely will have um, some crowd increases on certain days, especially with the things that Carly was talking about. But because I love, love, love this time so much, you'll see, you know, there's no bad time for me to visit during the fall. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, let's round it off. Let's talk a little bit about the winter season at Disneyland. So that'll be November, December, and January. So special events and ride openings happening during this time frame. We have holiday dates already, which is so exciting. So holidays across the Disneyland Resort will begin November 15th. You'll also have Festival of Holidays over at DCA. Holidays and school schedules during this time frame, we have the Disneyland Half Marathon from January 11th through 14th. Good luck, Taryn and Carly. Can't wait to hear more about that. Martin Luther King Jr. Day, January 15th. Veterans Day, which is on a Monday in 2024. Thanksgiving break and holiday break, especially around the weeks around Christmas and New Year's Eve. So if we're talking holiday time, I have two different almost opposing views (laughs) where one you could go in at the beginning of the festivities in early November Mm -hmm. because you're only going to get more and more crowded as you get into December and people wanting to really get that festive holiday spirit but Disneyland is a heavy locals park oh my gosh exactly what I was going to keep going yes Mm -hmm. and You will get to a point where the annual passes will be blocked out, depending on people's passes. But nowadays, even the highest level tiered pass is blocked out the two weeks surrounding Christmas and New Year's. Mm -hmm. I... Do not, I don't know exactly when the certain different passes, you know, get blocked out, but here we are recording in December. I was there yesterday, December 3rd on a weekend thinking, oh, we're in December on a weekend. This is going to be crazy. And I was able to ride so many rides with my family without Genie Plus Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. of like, you know, the strategy Mm -hmm. of riding in the early morning, riding in the late night. And so it really, it, it, it makes a huge difference to look at the crowd calendar and go when locals are not able to access the park. So Taryn, that's right in line with what Undercover Tourist recommends. So for reference, today is December 4th. Our pick is early December. So after Thanksgiving, but before the kids are on winter break and about mid-ish to the 20th-ish of December or potentially November, not around the holidays. But I think that early December timeframe is really the sweet spot. So I totally agree. Fun fact, my child's birthday is December 5th, which is also Walt Disney's birthday. Yeah. It is a great day to go to Disneyland if it's during the week. <laughs> it is a great day. Great tip, Carly. That is also my sister's birthday. So oh, look at all the people that share Walt's birthday. So exciting. There you go. What should people know about weather during this time frame, Taryn and Carly? 
pack your sweaters. Layers. It's a layers. It's a layer. Yeah. Coming it from depends. a girly, you know, I like to sew. I like to wear dresses. I have a special pair of leggings that I pull out in the wintertime that are like a nude colored legging that I wear underneath my dresses to keep me warm, but it doesn't look like I'm like wearing leggings. I don't know. I'm weird like that. It keeps me so warm. Or utilize the lockers. This is a great yeah. time of year where you really will want to change clothes. So there are times if I want to wear a cute dress because it's still decently warm during the day, it's Southern California. I grab a locker first thing in the morning and throw, you know, a pair of jeans and a sweatshirt in there. And it's never steered me wrong. I'm never sad that it's in there. I will give you an example of December weather. It was 50s in the morning, late, like low 50s, but then midday, 70 degrees, and then drops down to mid to low 50s after the sun goes down. So you, you see this like 20 degree fluctuation and of course, 70 degrees, you don't need a jacket necessarily. No, you're wearing a so t-shirt. It, it's, it's yeah. It's all about those nice thin layers. Mm -hmm. I, even without a locker, I was able to like, you know, roll up my leggings, uh, and put it in my little purse mm -hmm. that I was wearing. So then I'm able to, I, I wore them in the morning and I wore them at night and it added that layer of warmth that I needed. That's so there smart. Got to get the snow. The snope is a must. The wintertime enchantment. Uh, you don't just get snope with fireworks at Disneyland. You get it multiple times during the night. So if you look on your Disneyland app, it's usually about like 7, 7.30, and then again at 8.30, again after the fireworks, and then again before the park closes at around 11.30. So if you have young kids and you can't stay to the fireworks, you can still experience that magical element with the snow on Main Street or by the castle or even over at Small World earlier in the night. I also think something Disneyland does really well are the unique holiday decorations mm -hmm. in different areas of both yeah. parks. Uh, take some time. Toontown over the holidays oh, is yes. adorable. So, so is Cars Land. It's really fun to just take a little break from going on rides and doing all that and to just walk around and look at the decorations. I think that's a great tip. Going back to lighting too, Carly, something that always amazes me at Disneyland is the lighting for the holidays as well. Like it's a small mm -hmm. world, blows me away at night. Oh, it's so beautiful. Phenomenal. The castle phenomenal. in all of her, you know, bejeweled glory at night is so incredible. So mm -hmm. definitely a uh, show-stopping lighting going on at the holiday season as well. I think that one other thing we should talk about are options to meet or see Santa around the resorts because there are multiple. I do think that this is a fun option if you're doing a rest day to check out when Santa is going to be at the resort hotels. Mm. Uh, I was walking through the Grand Californian yesterday, December 3rd, and they did have a sign that said when Santa was going to be making an appearance there. So you mm. can walk through and check. Or ask someone at the concierge desk, and I'm sure that they can tell you as well. But that's a good little rest day break option if you're there for multiple days, too. I also will say, while meeting Santa face-to-face -face is always special, if you have kids that are timid, like my five-year-old who believes in the holiday magic so strongly, but is very shy and does not want to talk to somebody face to face. The parade is such a beautiful time and I always get emotional. There is a specific Santa every year that um, says Merry Christmas and 
and in different languages and he does sign language and it just like gives me chills thinking about it and he's and and the santas are always so good at like making eye contact with the Mm -hmm. children and talking to them while they're up on their float and so when we visited recently um you know he literally looked to my children and was like do you hear the jingling bells on the reindeer and and so that was the perfect amount of interaction for my child who may have been too fearful to go up close okay one more santa thing because this is something i don't see getting talked about a lot you can also mail letters to santa at disneyland so i went looking yesterday um and It is always something that I've seen on Buena Vista Street, usually in front of or around one of the stores. Uh, So this year, there was a cast member there. They do have the cutest little stationery, a mailbox for Santa, so your kids can actually write a note and put it in the mailbox, and Disney Magic will deliver it to the North Pole, which is a fun, cute little add-on type of activity. It's also a great like decompressing activity for kids Mm -hmm. to just take a moment sit down. It's usually in an area that's a bit quieter and focus on one thing so they can kind of recenter themselves if needed. I love that. Those are such great tips. Thank you both for sharing. So that is a wrap on visiting Disneyland in 2024. If you're planning a Disneyland trip in 2024, we would love to help. We just went over so much information, but don't worry if you didn't write it all down because we totally did. Click the link in the description to see our top dates by season. And for more specific date breakdowns, check out our crowd calendar or our best times to visit post. Both are linked in our description as well. And of course, undercover tourists can save you some green through discount ticket prices, hotel stays, and more. This was so much fun. Taryn, for even more Disney tips, where can our audience find you? They can find me over on Theme Park Frogs stories pretty much weekly. And then if they want to deep dive into the Bench family over at Benchlandia on Instagram and TikTok. Fabulous. And Carly, for even more cold brews and Disney fun, where can our audience find you? So I am lip gloss and crayons everywhere. That's Instagram, TikTok. I have a website and Disneyland in real life. Yay. Well, this was so much fun, Taryn and Carly. Thank you both so much for being here for our first ever Disneyland podcast. Yay. It was so fun. Yay. We did it. We did it. And thank all of you for hopping along with us. Bye, everybody. Happy planning. If you enjoyed the expert Disney planning tips podcast, please let us know in ratings and comments. Make sure to visit our site for discounts on theme park tickets, hotels, and more. And follow us on social at Undercover Tourist on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook, and at Theme Park Frog on Instagram. <laughs>